Did you ever watch that episode of The Vicar of Dibley when, for one reason or another, uh, Frank, the most boring person in the village, got to do a radio spot? Uh, And um, he decided to use that radio spot to come out as gay. Because he had never been able to tell his friends about this face to face. Now, as it turns out, Frank was not only gay, he was incredibly boring. And I'm getting to myself in a second. Uh, And um, so he came out as gay, yeah, two hours into his monologue. And uh, the next day, he turned up to a council meeting and he said, what did you all think of my show? And they said, oh, it was great. Yeah, oh, best show I've ever seen, you know. And, uh, and he was reduced to tears. You know, he did not think that he was going to get that level of, of acceptance. Now, as it turns out, none of them had actually heard the show, well, except for the Vicar of Dibley herself, uh, and you know, look, that was a win-win. You know, he, he got dressed up like a canary the next day, which raised David's eyebrows. But you know, quite. You know, <laughs> he let that one go. Now, uh, all right, the analogy. Well, there's me. Well, the logic on this is. Uh, I am boring, and I do have a radio spot, well, a podcast spot, Um, and I am in the middle of an enormous monologue that is so far 200 and something episodes long. Well, this is the perfect opportunity, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Let's come out as gay. You know, through all my habits and my preferences and um, as expressed, you know, look, this would be, you know, if you made it a joke, it would be, you know, whether he was watching Kylie Minogue and Barbara Streisand when he should have been watching the Rolling Stones, you know, that sort of thing. All right. Now, um, and he said, that's very true. Now, this is an interesting thing too, isn't it? Because I'm rambling here, but it's fun. Um surveillance in the modern age uh, can know something about what you're thinking and who you are and further than that something that you don't even know about yourself oh I pricked my ears up on that one that was interesting you know because they can track everything you're watching and they already do you know, if you've got gay tendencies, for example, I might have them, you know. Now, here I am. I'm being very open about that, you know, on this podcast. So I'm not exactly hiding it. Um, and, you know, they might be tracking my web browsing sort of habits and all that sort of thing. And some database in the world might well know that I'm gay. All too late, I have realised that I have left my Bluetooth on in the episode that's coming up, which destroys the audio quality. Uh, So if you're silly enough to even listen to my podcast, 
musical interlude that's coming up. Turn your volume up. But, um, but look, I'll take this opportunity to mention that the episode that's coming up is a little bit about uh, the benefits of listening to quality stuff online. Obvious point, Captain Obvious. Uh, and what else was it about? Um, oh, it's also happened. It also happens to be about you know, the vehicle. To talk about that was. You know, it also happens to be about um, you know, in this hinge moment in history that is coronavirus. Governments all over the world, both democratic and authoritarian, are demanding greater surveillance of populations and not only surveillance of what they are up to but you know what their heart rates are and what their temperatures are you know they want to, I reckon they want us all to plug ourselves into apps that they will hand out and you'll have to use the apps you know? maybe you won't be able to buy food unless you do and those things will be measuring your temperature you know sort of stuff um, and you know, maybe 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 there will come an app that will even be able to tell them how long you're likely to live and what your chances of having cancer are and all that sort of stuff you know blah 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 you know all that stuff that's what this episode's about coming up now but do turn your volume up if you're an idiot and you do listen to my episodes I mean even I don't I didn't plan it that way, but that was a Mustang taking off, if you like the sound of that. Okay, um, I was just now listening to BBC Hard Talk, Stephen Soper, and um, he was speaking to someone from Israel in this hinge moment in history, and I didn't pick up who it was, this person whom he was talking to. Uh, it slowly dawned on me who it might have been. Um, but the interesting thing is that uh, the interviewee was fascinating. Um, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, the way he uh, responded to everything that Stephen was throwing to him, at him. Um, and it occurred to me... Uh, now, BBC Hard Talk, by the way, is this forum, which is, you know, something like the opposite of what this podcast is all about. It's a forum where, you know, Stephen Soper invites you to be attacked. Um, so you go on there, you know, if you're a world leader or some important person, you know, not someone like me, uh, and... Um, and he says, look, are you, are you up for the challenge? Are you up for the challenge, you know? And he has no shortage of people who are up for the challenge. Um, and uh, he interviews his next victim and he goes for him or her or it. And, um, and if you come out alive then you know, your status 
it is greatly enhanced. Yeah. Now, this is the opposite situation of uh, people who want to be interviewed only by people who, look, you know, this a little bit like the way Donald Trump, I think, would rather be interviewed by Fox News than CNN. Now, in that sort of setup, um, the BBC hard talk, Stephen Soper, is neither CNN or um, Fox News. Yeah, because CNN is anti-Trump, I think, and Fox News is pro-Trump, I think, and whereas Stephen Soper is not anti the person he's speaking to, in fact, no matter who that person is, whether he is a, a tyrant or Mother Teresa or someone nice, uh, that was a joke, by the way, um, yeah, he, it's a deal, it's a game, it's a game, it's not personal, um, and I like it, I like it, uh, he, uh, so, you know, I would put my hand up and go on there, but unfortunately, I've got nothing interesting to say, you know, there's, there's, um, all he could say is, um, how, how was your walk, Charlie, you know, a nice day, I'll say a very nice day, uh, he said, are you sure? Are you sure there was no clouds? And I look up now and I think, oh, there are some clouds, but it's still beautiful. Yes, but I just want to come back to those clouds, he says. You know, that's his style. Um, but he wouldn't get anything much more interesting than that out of me. Uh, now, he was, um, now, he was interviewing this guy from Israel who... Uh, I quickly picked up was a historian. That's all I knew so far, and um, brilliant. Um, and uh, it occurred to me, you know, because sometimes I wonder, you know, I'm missing out on a lot by not being on social media. Uh, yeah, and I don't listen to the ABC, for example, here in Australia. Now, I pretty much a one-trick pony. I listen to the BBC almost always and, you know, scan the news on my phone. But my f the news that I even can get on my phone is highly edited. Really, I've knocked off... If I see a stupid article, you know, stupid in my eyes, I block it. So, really, I've only got the BBC left on, on there anyway, plus a couple of other things and the footy. Um, and, and, and I've got, I keep royalty on there, but that's my soap opera, you know, that's more for fun. That's my guilty pleasure. Yeah. I keep up, I keep up with what's happening with Megan and Harry and the Queen and all that sort of stuff, but that's just me. That's nothing to do with this. Everyone's got, you know, their leisure. Now, uh, and it occurred to me, oh, but look, as I was listening to this guy, I was thinking to myself, no, I wouldn't trade this for all of social media. This one guy here, like there are people on social media um, arranging their thoughts around the opinions, yeah, testing their thoughts against the opinions of people who are 84 levels below this guy I was listening to. Yeah, you know, I'd rather one genius 
than a thousand and ten opinions from people who are just intellectual dross, really. Now, I'm not bright, you know, myself. I'm not bright. I'm not talking about whether I'm bright or not. I'm talking about the fact that I like to listen to bright people. Yeah. And um, the more, you know, it just reinforces to me, having listened to this show on BBC Hard Talk, that I wouldn't trade one, yeah, one episode of BBC Hard Talk for a month on social media. I'd rather get distilled genius, you know. Um, then have to sift through and respond to an endless swill of all sorts of things. Some of look this look, it's like a sewer. Um, most of public discourse, most of social media. Now, in in every sewer, there you do find a few shiny coins. Yeah, you know, a few diamonds, even if you're lucky. Yeah, you know, so I think social media is like diving into a sewer, and then finding a few diamonds, and then announcing to everyone it was worth it. Yeah, you know? well, arguably that's true. You know, there are good things to be found on social media. There are diamonds. There are shiny coins. There are geniuses on social media. Absolutely. In fact. The person I was just listening to just now was probably on is probably on social media, and I'm missing most of what he says. But the point is, um, if I went onto social media to find that, I'm in I'm in the sewer, yeah. Um, so I'm getting a bit uh, stinky. I'm getting a bit messed up as I um, scroll past all the crap to find this guy. Uh, look, probably on social media I can filter that out too, but uh, I just don't want to get on there, you know. It gets a little bit tricky when the media starts to, you know, I start scrolling through the media and it starts looking like social media as well. Um, but be that as it may, I, fi- I find it easier so far to scroll through regular media on my phone and filter out crap. The quality is higher, I think, and it's easier to filter for good things, and anyway, I've got the I've got a filter. My BBC World Service is my filter. It sorts, it filters through the crap. It's got a budget of a billion bucks, or however however much it's got. Um, you know, I didn't want to pass up the alliteration. Uh, it's got a big budget, bloody, <laughs> um, and it filters through all the crap for me. So why would I do it myself? Why would I even bother trying to alter my algorithms and all that sort of stuff? I'll just listen to the BBC World Service and let it um, do all the filtering for me. And, uh, you know, the BBC World Service just finds all the diamonds and the shiny coins and and I, I, I get them without getting mucky at the same time. That's my broad sort of idea. Now, as to this person he was interviewing, uh, he was interviewing, you know, look, this is a hinge moment in history, but it's not about what he was uh, talking about this episode. It's about whatever I just said now. Look, but I'll just mention um, that he kept 
the, the more he talked, it started to dawn on me that, hey, I think I know who this guy is. Um, my next door neighbour, you know, who, um, yeah, look, he, he spent many years in an ashram and all that sort of stuff, but he lent me a book by an Israeli hist- historian, um, The History of Humankind. I haven't read it yet. Mainly because I don't read anymore, unfortunately, but I really should force myself to read this one book. I haven't read a book right through since oh, about four days ago. You know, it's been a long time. No, that's a joke. Uh, yeah, it, it so happens I am reading books at the moment, but Harry Potter uh, to my son each night, so they don't count. But besides Harry Potter, I haven't read a book in years. I love Harry Potter, by the way. Um, and the second one is better than the first one. Yeah, you've read all seven, haven't you? But I've never read them before. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it, really good. She uses the word only very early in sentences, though. J.K. Rowling. Uh, my son, he's eight. He accidentally called her Rolling Stones the other day. <laughs> She said, um, he was, you know, he was saying, oh, um, Rolling Stones, I think what she meant, you know, he was talking about the book, I said, not Rolling Stones, J.K. Rowling. He said, oh, yeah, I know. I, just, yeah, I thought that was cute. An eight-year-old who still knows the Rolling Stones, that's good. And that's how, and J.K. Rowling, you know, that's how you say her name sort of thing. Um, and that's how Mick Jagger says Rolling Stones when he's bunging it on. He bungs on an accent. Um, okay. Uh, now, uh, I started to gather what his name was, or who, who this guy was, this historian who was speaking on BBC Hard Talk, and I went, oh, I'm pretty sure I know who this is. It's, it's the guy who wrote that book, The History of Humankind, or A History of Humankind. Now, I can't remember the, that author's name right now. Anyway, but I know, yeah. Um, and my brother, he also recommended, oh, I was going to say, yeah, she uses only J.K. Rowling. She uses only very early in sentences. You know, I tend to put the word only a little bit later in sentences than she does. Um, but, you know, that, that's, this is the only wars, you know. Uh, okay, now my brother also... <laughs> He read that book too, The History of Humankind. He had a copy himself. I think he got it from my mum. My mum recommended it to me too. Lots of people have been recommending this book by this Israeli historian, and they're loving it. Uh, and I haven't read it yet. Anyway, as I was listening to the BBC World Service just now, hard talk, uh, it started, the pennies, the shiny penny started to drop with me that, hmm, I think this is this guy, you know, and I'm listening to him. And he's talking about the current hinge moment in history, and that is coronavirus, and the focus was surveillance. You know, because um, governments all around the world, whether they be democratic or authoritarian or whatever, uh, are united in one thing at the moment. They feel that they need to up their surveillance of us. And um, he was talking about they want to do surveillance that 
extracts more information from us than has ever been extracted before by anyone, totalitarian or otherwise. They want to get under our skin. They want to give us apps uh, which track not only what we're doing, but what we're thinking and what we're feeling and what our attitudes are. You know, and as he was talking, he was so brilliant, the way he put everything. He says there's positives and negatives to this, you know, which is an obvious point, but he was putting it better in a more genius way. Geniuses do that. Um, and, uh, you know, he was chatting about, um, you know, back in, you know, like Soviet, you know, you know like back in, in um, past times, um, the Stasi would come through your door because they've been tracking you, you know, but they only could tell what you were doing, not what you were thinking. They could tell what you were saying and what you were doing and what you were writing, but they, they could, back then they didn't have the technology to know what you were thinking. They had no way of knowing you better than you know yourself. Now, these days, um, you, uh, um, Big Brother has a chance of knowing you better than you know yourself. Uh, Stephen Soper, in you know, the interviewer, was asking this um, this Israeli uh, historian, um, just on a personal note, he said, he said, um, you have written before that um, you, when you were a teenager, were not even able to uh, discuss with yourself the question of whether you are gay or not. Yeah. And um, so I must assume this guy has been through that sort of journey and on that sort of journey. And, um, and he said, now, he said, you have written in the past, because Stephen Soper always does a lot of research, you have written in the past, he said, or said in the past, that, you know, you were probably looking at pictures of boys rather than girls when you were a teenager and all that sort of thing. He said, would you agree uh, that had you grown up in today's world, that, you know, because you didn't even know you were gay yourself, did you? And he said, no, I did not. Now, you did, all right, that's interesting, he said, uh, because with modern surveillance, um, the uh, big brother would have known you were gay before you did. And he said, that's absolutely correct. You know, through all my habits and my preferences and um, as expressed, you know, look, this would be, you know, if you made it a joke, it would be, you know, whether he was watching Kylie Minogue and Barbara Streisand when he should have been watching the Rolling Stones, you know, that sort of thing. All right. Now, um, and he said, that's very true. Now, this is an interesting thing too, isn't it? Because I'm rambling here, but it's fun. Um, surveillance in the modern age uh, can know something about what you're thinking and who you are. And further than that, something that you don't even know about yourself. Oh, I pricked my ears up on that one. That was interesting. You know, because they can track everything you're watching. And they already do. You know, if you've got gay tendencies, for example, I might have them, you know. Now, here I am. I'm being very open about that, you know, on this podcast. So I'm not exactly hiding it. Um, and, 
you know, they might be tracking by web browsing sort of habits and all that sort of thing. And some database in the world might well know that I'm gay. You know? But here am I. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I'm walking. <laughs> Just a second. I'm walking past someone, but when I'm being satirical, <laughs> you could walk past someone and they could take you seriously. Yeah. All right. He's another person. Yeah. Oh. I'm keeping my social distance. <laughs> yes. Um, you know where I'm going with all of that. Yeah. Even if I was trying to hide something, um, yeah, someone out there would know, and this is why you know this is this is not um, new thinking. Uh, a lot of people know all about this with web browsing and all that sort of stuff. Somewhere, someone knows who I am by my web browsing alone, if let alone everything else I do online. For example, speaking quite openly on this podcast. Yeah. Now, as it turns out, I was joking just then, or was I? You know, but um, if you're if you did check my web browsing last night, you would see the only thing I'm interested in is the Rolling Stones and reading Harry Potter books. So I'm safe. Yeah, or am I? Yeah. This sort of thing, you know. And this is where surveillance is going. All right. So um. Actually, I enjoyed that little satire there. I might chuck that at the start of the episode just to shake everybody up. Yeah, everybody who listens, who is nobody. All right, now, um, so I was becoming more sure and more sure that I had my man. This Israeli historian on BBC Hard Talk was, I was pretty sure, whoever that guy was who wrote that book, History of Humankind. I was getting more and more sure, the more and more, you know, the more I listened. Um, and uh, and I'm on a walk, by the way. Uh, just give me a second, I'm walking past a lady in the park, Queen's Park, uh, changing her nappy, her baby's nappy on the grass. <laughs> oh, look, it's beautiful. But I wasn't up for it <laughs> just then. Oh, it's beautiful in one way. Right. Now, um, and just as I was fairly, I was looking for, you know, I was getting a bit smug. And I was saying, I know who this is. Yeah. And, uh, and then, unbeknown to me, um, the session of BBC World Service that I was listening to was out of sync with BBC World Service in real time, and it went click and went on to something else talking. Yeah, uh, there was someone from the slums of Nigeria, yeah, talking about how they're all likely to starve as a result of coronavirus. Point is, I lost my man, and uh, I still don't know who he was, but I bet you he was that guy, and I can't remember who that guy was, but it's in my shed. I've got to read it and give it back to my hippie friend who's a great guy. Um, actually, I went next door uh, in my very first episode in this entire podcast, which is 200 and something episodes long, and I, I had just figured out how to make a podcast, and I went next door, and he features 
you know, does Jeff on my very first episode. But I've got to read that book and uh, give it back to him, along with a book that an ex-Essendon, you know, VFL player, uh, AFL, VFL player, gave to me the other day on the history of Romsey and Lansfield, you know, of all things. And this is the um, sort of stuff that happens in life. You get these books and people lend them to you and you've got to read them, sort of. But both of those books I do want to read because that's just me. Um, You can't see me doing that, big brother. You can't see me reading a paper book. You know, I'm underground now. But uh, look, the real point of this episode was to talk about um, you know, how to get some quality into your life. Yeah, uh, and um, and I was struck by how very um, uh, useful it was to be listening to one genius compared to what I might have been doing otherwise, and that is wasting time talking to people on, yeah, if I was on social media, talking to people on social media whose opinions are no more enlightening than my own. Why would I do that? And why would you listen to this podcast? (laughs) 